everybody, and welcome to today's special Dr. Keith Darrow podcast with my super special guest and my dear friend, Dr. Kamal Elliott. Dr. Elliott, welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Darrow. It's wonderful to be here. I'm, I'm super excited. Look, I, we typically have a schedule when we release these shows, but when I heard that you are nominated to receive this special award put out by Otakon. I said, I got to get Kamal on the show. We got to get out where, because we need as many people as possible to vote for you. I know you uh, on, a, on a human level. I know you from your work setting. I know the amazing work you do. And I don't think there's anybody more deserving than you. So congratulations to you. And, and are you wearing something? What, what is that? I'm a little distracted. Oh, you mean my camel hat? No, I took it off. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just for you. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, so you just had it on when we were first getting going. So, so tell me, what is it like to be nominated for this award? Well, I mean, to be quite honest, I was just completely taken by surprise. I am just deeply honored that I was nominated for this award. Um, you know, I um, I think when you when you do the kind of work I'm doing, it's not, you're not doing it for any kind of reward, but I think maybe by getting some recognition and spreading the word, it would give us a bigger platform and help, you know, give us the ability to help more people. So I'm very thrilled about that. But I also do want to say that I'm in amazing company because I read the bios of every person that's on that roster. And I am just, I'm just thrilled to even be, you know, considered. I think that in and of itself is such a gift for me, and I'm grateful Absolutely. for it. Absolutely, I, I I agree with you. I am completely biased, um, and and my heart and my votes are with Dr. Elliot. But I agree with you that there are some amazing people doing great things in hearing healthcare, and you are really in great company with anybody who has been put up for this Otacon Focus on People award program. So, you know, I, I want to get to the great work that you do, but it didn't start that way, right? I mean, we've spent time together. Uh, we've gone out for dinners. We've shared a drink. So I know a little bit more about your story, but not everybody does. You didn't just go from school to philanthropy. It's been quite a journey for you. So what has that been like being a, a female entrepreneur to running a business, to having children, to now focusing your life on philanthropy and, and being recognized for it. So tell us about that journey. Yeah, so basically, um, when I was five years old, I went to live in India with my grandparents. I was born in Minnesota. And when I was five, my um, parents decided it would be good for me to be exposed to some culture and language and, um, you know, some of the... Um, I guess, day-to-day -day life of what my dad grew up with. He's from India originally. So I was sent to live with my grandparents and I lived there for 13 years. And basically, if you've never been to India, it's hard to describe the level of poverty that you would see in a country like that. I mean, sure. abject poverty, there really aren't any words to describe it. And it was in your face all day, every day. You know, when I went to school and I rode the school bus, you would see slums along the way with little kids running around with no clothes and open sewage and disease and you know flies and all this stuff and so my grandparents were always um 
stressing the importance of giving back. We didn't have a lot when I grew up, but they always said, no matter what, you should try to help other humans. And so they set a really good example for me by giving back to those in need whenever the opportunity arose. So, I mean, I started my practice over 20 years ago and my children are grown and I um, feel like I'm sort of in a situation where I have the ability to try to do something for other people. And, and that's kind of where, um, you know, I decided to devote my energy uh, outside of the office. I did have the opportunity to go on a mission trip back in 2003. I went to Oaxaca, Mexico with a group of audiologists and boy, once um, you get a taste of doing work like this, I mean, you just can't get enough. I mean, the, I remember the, this family that brought this little, four-year-old boy to us from over 10 hours away on a bus because he couldn't hear. And, um, you know, when you're able to treat that hearing loss, turn the hearing aids on and see the reaction, it touches your heart. And I mean, it just inspires you to want to do more. And that's kind of where my journey began. Yeah. I think that, uh, that, that high, that natural high that comes with philanthropy is certainly uh, addictive and I think that your ability to, to touch somebody, like you just said, somebody who's who drove 10 hours, right? We talk day to day about our own little practices in these little cities and, oh, will somebody drive 10 miles? Will they sit through 20 minutes of traffic? We're talking about impoverished, impoverished nations where people will drive 5, 10, 15 hours, boat, bus, plane, train, just to get healthcare and and from a volunteer and so that really is amazing work now was that that first trip was that with hear the call or is that how that started to develop i know that's one of the programs you work with actually i um i worked with other organizations uh prior to 2014 um i actually did a trip to brazil and one to india but they were either on my own or with another audiologist or a okay. different group. And then in 2014, I was introduced to hearing the call um, and started traveling with them on some of their humanitarian trips. And uh, since then I've been on over 20 trips, places like Brazil, um, wow. Guatemala, Zambia, Ecuador, Jordan, and um, you know, Obviously, some of this came to a halt last year with the pandemic, but um, also hoping to to be able to get back on the road. But in the meantime, we started a nonprofit here in Lancaster in 2017. And so actually, we're having a day of giving on Friday this week. We have about 15 people scheduled to come into the office. Excellent. Uh, people that couldn't afford hearing health care. Okay. And we're going to be giving them the gift of hearing. And I'm very excited. My whole team that is very is, excited about this. That is very excited. So is that, uh, so that is your local organization. Cause I know that's one of the things that, that you have this global outreach, but you're also doing stuff in your own backyard. Now, did you set up that foundation on your own? Was that, is that the A and E foundation? Tell me about that. So originally we set it up here as A&E Hearing Connection and my son Eric helped me. Um, he did most of the detailed paperwork, um, which was quite cumbersome. Uh, but in the last few months, we sort of rolled it into Hearing the Call, which is the organization that is based in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And 
currently there are 80 member practices of Entheos that are um, involved in, in that organization. And those of us that wanted to give back at a local level could become sort of a chapter, a local chapter of hearing the call. And so we kind of rolled our nonprofit into that recently. It took a lot of the administrative burden off of us. We're a small practice. It's very time consuming. The administrative um, load of having your own nonprofit is extremely cumbersome, time consuming, lots of forms and IRS rules you have to follow. And so hearing the call makes it easy for us. And they handle all of that back office stuff. And we're able to just actually get out and do the work that's important. And that is obviously, I'm not saying their work's not important, but I'm saying the work that's important for the mission, which is seeing the patient and, and helping them. And it's great to have that support. So the one, the one obvious question that keeps going through my mind, and I don't even know that I, I've really asked you this point blank, which is, Kamal, you are a, a you're your own person, you're a business owner, you're in, you just listed all the trips. I'm sure you didn't even list all of them. You've traveled the globe, you have your own foundation. How do you possibly do it all and run a practice, right? Most of the listeners to this podcast are private practice owners. And I think just hearing this is overwhelming to many people because how do you do it all and do it well? I mean, you did it so well that you heard you've been nominated for basically what I consider the best audiologist on the planet. That, that's oh. how I would be bored. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it comes down to having um, friends like you and Jared. I mean, you've really helped me with, um, you know, some of the day-to-day -day, um, challenges that a business owner has. And you've helped with a lot of our marketing efforts. And that's taken some burden off of my plate to free me up to do some of this other work. And then I think there's a um, saying that, 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 you know, if you want to go fast, you go alone. But if you want to go far, you go together. And I think that's where the power of the group, power of being a part of a group, where you have other people that can help support these efforts has been, you know, really something that's helped to reach more people. So, um, you know, like I said, hearing the call takes a lot of the day-to-day -day sure. administrative things off of our plate so that we can focus more on giving back. And I'm just really fortunate because I will say that I have the best team in the world. Um, you know, they do a lot of work towards these efforts to kind of set things up for this day of giving. We have two AUD students right now and these two have been bending over backwards, you know, staying late, working hard to get these patients qualified and to get everything all set up for us for Friday. So I have a lot of really great help. Well, I think that I think that's a, I, I love that saying. I'm definitely going to write that one down and keep that one uh, close by about doing it together because we really are better together. At your practice, how does your right? You, the last thing you would want as a business owner is to potentially distract the team from the, from the business goals, from the goals of treating the people who can afford it, the people who need it, the people that come knocking on your door with all this volunteer effort. So how do you weigh that balance of doing both? And, and does that keep the team even more motivated, more engaged on the business side of things? Yeah, I mean, I want to again give props to you and Jared, you know, we've had these conversations, I think, um, you know, uh, we want to get to the root of our why, why do we do what we do? 
And, you know, work like this is such an amazing reminder of that. And I know that, you know, a lot of our team members may not have had the opportunity to get on a plane and go to another country. There are a lot of reasons for that. But when we can do it right in our backyard, um, I think it's just been so rewarding for them. And I hear this again and again, um, you know, they, they are excited to do this work, they're inspired to do this work, and it really drives them to work harder to help our patients in our for-profit business, because they know that that drives all of this. So, I mean, you know, when we have a day of giving in Lancaster, like we are this coming Friday, we shut the office, bring the whole team together, divide them up into little groups. And then we basically do like a mini mission trip right in the office. Mm -hmm. So we bring it to them so they can have that experience. And I think that again and again, it's just been really, really um, rewarding for them. We all kind of cry together when we hear stories. Um, you know, this, this particular trip, the mission that we're doing on, on Friday that we, there's a woman who we've heard, you know, is homeless and doesn't, can't even produce paperwork because there's an abusive situation. And, you know, when you find a way to help somebody like that, I think it just inspires you to um, do the best you can for every patient that crosses your threshold. Well, I love what you just said, which is, and this is something that that we've done. And we've worked on this together through our relationship and on experts. And, and we work with all of our clients. You know, one of the first steps is, okay, so we have a bus, right? I feel like a practice, you kind of use the analogy of a bus. And first thing, you got to make sure that, that everybody's on the right seat and doing the job that's right for them. And then the other is we got to make sure we're all going in the right direction. And I've always seen you as you're that fun bus driver for your entire team that really keeps them motivated every day. So yeah, you come in and you do this for-profit work, but the for-profit work is what allows us to do this amazing nonprofit work. And, and I've seen your team, I've interacted with many members of your team and just, they're happier. They're, they're, they love coming to work because they know that they, they put in the time, they put in the effort, and then the outcome is they get to help so many more people. Your, your why and your company's mission is very motivating. And I would love for more people to learn more about it. You can go to A&E Audiology. Does your, does your foundation have a website? Does your, mm -hmm. does it Theos? Where can people go to learn more about doing this in their own backyard or perhaps joining the cooperative? Yeah, so um, Entheos has a website, um, Entheos Co-op, um, you can just look that up. Sure. Hearing the Call has a website, um, you know, obviously my website, A&E Audiology, or our nonprofit is aehearing.org. Um, we have a YouTube channel with lots and lots of hearing smiles on there. Um, yeah, you know, and I mean, reach out and get in touch with me. If you want to know more about this, I'm always happy to share. I think it's, um, you know, it's just wonderful when I mean, it, what, what's really touching to me is, you know, I have not really come across too many practice owners that don't get excited about giving back in some way. And I think it's because at the core of who we are as audiologists, we like helping people. And I think that's where this resonates so well with us, you know, to be able to do what we love to do all day, every day, which is wonderful but then take it to another level. It's just, 
it's a recipe for success for for fulfillment and fulfillment is really what it all comes down to so you said this a few years ago at one of our big events in las vegas and i know i'm paraphrasing and i don't have it exactly correct but you said something to the effect of really most audiologists most of us in hearing healthcare we're really social workers that focus on hearing and how hearing mm-hmm. impacts life and that really stuck with me because i it, it probably hit home with me because i went to school to become a social worker and then found hearing and then you know went to school and kept going to school and and finally at the age of 30 decided it was time to grow up and get a real job. Um, But that's a great way to describe what we do. Um, So thank you for that. Did did I get it right? Well, sure you did. And I mean, gosh, Keith, look at the, um, you know, impact that you're having, you and Jared are having, you know, you're helping empower business owners like myself with the work that you're doing to have a greater impact, to be, successful in their businesses. I mean, if you um, empower owners to do well in their practice, you can do, you know, you can have the energy and time and resources to do something like, you know, giving back if that's what resonates with you. So I think it's all important that we all use our gifts and talents for things that fulfill us. And, and, you know, I think ultimately um, one of the big lessons I'm learning as I, now I've had a few more birthdays is that it's just not all about me. It's about giving back and making somebody else's life better in some way, helping people realize their potential. And I mean, if you do that and focus on that, you know, nothing is better. Of course, of course. Now what you took, you said uh, special talents, which reminds me of one of the things that I'm most jealous of Dr. Kamal Elliott is that, you know, personally, one of the Avengers, you know one of the Marvel superheroes uh, for the work that they have done. Tell us about your relationship with Brayden uh, and what that's been like for you. And, and maybe people out there who, who are sure what I'm even talking about, tell the whole story. I am happy to talk about Brayden. So a few years ago, I think it was about four years ago. Yeah, um, almost five. I went to. I was invited to go to Oticon to the headquarters to talk about my um, humanitarian work. And while I was in the waiting room, I met this amazing family from Fort Worth, Texas, a mom, a dad, and two sons. And the younger son had these beautiful, colorful hearing aids, and I've always just loved kids. And so I kind of wandered over to say hello and introduce myself. And I found out that he was um, Braden Baker, a, a, a random child with hearing loss. His dog ate his hearing aids, and mom and dad sat him down and said, Braden, these things are expensive. You're lucky we can afford to buy a replacement, uh, but you really need to be more careful because there are a lot of people out there in the world that need help for their hearing and they can't afford it. And then it happened a second time. (laughs) And so I think the family was um, really, they were big fans of Ellen and she always talks about giving back. And so that inspired Brayden to start a GoFundMe campaign to try to help one person who had hearing loss get hearing aids And it kind of went viral. And from there, he ended up being on Ellen. And when I met him at Oticon, before he was on Ellen, you know, I I found out he was bringing a big check to Oticon to the foundation. He'd raised over $15,000. And uh, he presented it to the foundation. And I said to Brayden and his family, I said, well, 
let's uh, let's go on a mission trip so you can actually see the impact that these dollars are going to have on somebody's life. And they jumped on a plane. We went to Guatemala for his 11th birthday and we helped a bunch of people. And um, since then, you know, he, he was selected to be a Marvel superhero. There's actually an episode in the Marvel hero project where it highlights his work and um, he's just a terrific kid. He's, he's still, he's still impacting people. He's 15 years old and he's still trying to do the best he can to give back um, on a greater and greater scale. He's definitely part of the Entheos family. So it's wonderful. Oh, that's great. That's great that you were able to get him. I mean, that's, that's quite an 11th birthday. I don't think many kids uh, do that for their 11th birthday. So that is a beautiful story. And and I love how you just, I mean, that sounds exactly like the couple I know. You see a child sitting there with hearing aids, you're going to go over and start a conversation and just learn about their experience. Um, so we got a couple more minutes here. Kamal, do you know, what is the website for people to go and vote for you? Because I think, especially after hearing your story and everything you've been doing, more people are going to want to vote for Dr. Kamal Elliott. Uh, is there a, a link or something? I know we can post it in our YouTube video and on our podcast. Yeah, great question. I probably should have looked that up before I got on the podcast <laughs> okay. with you. We'll but make sure we have it. No Focus on People 2021. And hopefully we can put the link. Um, oh, we definitely will. And, and look, if you're in hearing healthcare, you have any affiliation with Otakon in the last couple of weeks, you've been bombarded with the emails. So just go back, even if it's in your uh, spam or your trash folder, go back in, click the button to vote uh, and vote for Dr. Kamal Elliott. Again, there are many deserving people that are being listed that are being honored. Uh, I would just love to see Dr. Elliott get right there to the top. Uh, now, one thing you didn't mention, and I know people are going to wonder, your name is Kamal, but the business name is A&E Audiology. That's come up a few times today. So where does that come from? Where's the A and the E come from? So the A and E stand for my two greatest accomplishments, and that is Andrew and Eric, my two sons. However, they are slightly getting replaced lately because we have a new grandson, and his name is James. So Uh-oh. I might have to change the name of the business. Oh, we did. Add a third letter. Yeah, that's a tough one. That is definitely a tough one. I wish you luck with that. Uh, in terms of working with you uh, from the coaching perspective, I got no advice because I don't want to get in the middle of any family issues there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's absolutely great. So look, if you're out there, like I said, please go vote for Dr. Elliot. Learn more about how you can be part of the Entheos Cooperative. Learn more about how you can have your own chapter of Hear the Call and do great nonprofit work in your community. I promise you, your for-profit business will thrive because once people know that they're coming to you and that you give back to the community, that will only bring in more patients for you. So it's also a great marketing tool. But look, when you help others, people will find their way to you. So Dr. Elliot, thank you so much for everything you do. I do have one last question that I ask of every guest. I hope you don't mind. Dr. Elliot, what is your favorite movie? Oh, gosh, that's a good Stumped question. Um, I guess if I just have to do off the cuff here, um, I mean, I love the Shawshank Redemption. That's like top of my list. You're the second person to say that. Yeah? 
Yes, I'll go are. with that yes, one. I, I mean, there's so many, so many wonderful movies, but I'm going to go with that one for now. Yes, sir. Well, I just, I always have to figure out a way to stump you, and I want people to know you on a little bit more of a personal level. So, <laughs> Dr. Elliot, thank you so much for all you do. Thank you so much for being here. I know that all of our listeners are going to love this this episode. Thank you so much for all you do. And thank you, Dr. Darrow. Keep on doing this awesome work. I'm, I'm just honored to be here. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.